We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. And welcome in, welcome in. It is 6.02 p.m. on December 14th, Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. I am Nick Kendall and joined by Luke Patterson, as always, on these Wednesday evening shows for Mile High Insiders. Luke, how are you doing? How are things out there in Colorado? Good, man. We're getting ready for Christmas. Uh, you know, just a couple weeks away. That time of year always sneaks up on people. And Christmas here in Broncos country, at least news of the day, $100 million stadium update. That was approved. Mm-hmm. I know people have a lot of opinions on that, whether or not they deserve it. Uh, it doesn't matter when you've got billionaires that are owning the team and decide to make decisions. Obviously, these are people with strong business savvy and motives. They've tapped into some of their resources and are planning to bring some of those resources here to the Mile High City. So Merry Christmas, Denver. Your team sucks, but hey, concessions, right? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I've been to only two one game in my life in Denver. I've seen them like eight times, but mostly on the road traveling on Midwest teams. And I saw it was the Bradley Chubb game, his rookie season where he had like three sacks against Andrew Whitworth. And I just remember just standing in water the whole game, like the drainage in the stadium I thought was upsetting, <laughs> uh, just like cold water. I'm glad I had my hiking boots on because I was going to head up to Estes Park and do some hiking as well. But uh, yeah, oh, no, yeah. I mean, that's, they could use it. Obviously, the team has been somewhat of a dumpster fire this year. We had a fire in the stadium to set things off. <laughs> Yeah, well, hiking boots is a must, too, when you go to the stadium. I mean, even in, yeah. uh, you know, summer, okay, if you want to wear your flip-flops, but do you want to get stepped on and stuff like that? I mean, you got to prepare for these things, concerts, stuff like that. Um, the upgrade, I guess I'm okay with it. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show, but the big question in Broncos country is talking about the health of some Denver Broncos starters, including QB1, Russell Wilson. We'll get into that during the show, but let's say hello to some of the folks, including Kevin Gray, who is very eagerly and patiently waiting for MHI to start. And he's saying, good evening, Broncos country, Nick, Luke, and Scott. Well, if Russ doesn't play, I believe it'll be a good lesson on why we need a serviceable quarterback. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Yeah, I mean, Broncos need to go get a good backup this offseason. It's one of, it's not the priority, but it's something they got to do. Brett Rippon has been, 
you know, I guess I don't even want to use serviceable, but like, God bless him, you know, for just sticking around. Um, we appreciate you, Britt. Uh, but uh, that's an area where the Broncos are going to have to invest in some way this offseason. Part of it is because Russ is getting older. I think the dreams of him becoming Drew Brees as a pocket passer are probably going away. People are like, okay, Russ, you know, you want to play 10 more years, but are we even going to get you to play three more years at this level of play? Like what we've seen so far this season. I don't know. So Russ probably does have to become that Russ of old in terms of the running, the putting the body in the line that we saw. And when you do that, uh, you have a chance of getting dinged up and then you have to rely on your backup quarterback a few games. So definitely an area the Broncos want to invest in. The darker side of the backup quarterback debate is that I believe there's an injury guarantee on his 2024 salary if he gets mm-hmm. injured to close out next season. So let's say things are really off the rails again next year. Maybe they are not playing him to protect themselves uh, from having to pay him, which a lot of things have to play out before we get to that point, but yeah. still interesting information. Yeah, it's interesting information. It's new information. That's what we're gathering. We saw an entirely different football game last week. I mean, yeah. I was, you know, all but checked out. My dad told me. I'm texting my dad during the games. He's like, all right, son, let me know if something changes. I'm changing the channel. And then I'm texting him at halftime like, dude, 21 points in five minutes. Things are going right now for the Denver Broncos. You saw Russ play off script. A lot of people want that. A lot of people like that schoolyard ball and Look, that's what he made a living off of. You know, that's how he's gotten to this point. Uh, That's how he earned a Super Bowl in combination with a stellar, fantastic, one of the best defenses to ever play. It's team sport. But a lot of people are really excited about Russ's game. They're praying for him. They're wishing him well. I'm glad to see that Broncos country's got their quarterback's health in mind. It's one thing to poke fun at the guy and, hey, you know, I'm the biggest devil in the room going after Jake Heaps and quarterback coach gurus and everything else. But look, it's been awesome to see everybody wishing him well and his teammates, Broncos country, even some of his opponents. Uh, that's really, really good and should make you feel good to be a member of Broncos country. Drake's making me feel good to be a member of Broncos country coming in 499 super happy holidays, Drake. Thank you so much. Uh, keeping the lights on. And he says, uh, Marlon Mack look comfortable with the Denver offense with Williams injured and Gordon out. Does Mack get more snaps and potentially a spot? If you're talking long-term with this team, I, if Marlon Mack is playing again next year, it means something went wrong. Uh, the Broncos picked him up. He was their second choice off of practice squads. If I recall correctly, first it was Murray. Then it was Mack. Uh, Mack would probably not be getting as much of a role right now. If Edmonds hadn't been injured too. Mike Boone. I mean, so he's way down the pecking order. He did have that big uh, catch play. They need some explosiveness. I I'm curious. This is going to be some off season data digging, but like EPA per pass reception for the running backs, Broncos have to be like, bottom three in the league there's just nothing after the catch they've done this year now granted that big screen pass might really tilt uh that epa because that was a great play by him uh but i i don't think that he's really much of a difference maker but he did make a great play and god bless him for it and also we need him down the stretch here so hopefully he finishes off the year strong yeah, I don't care about next season. I care about the next four games and this week against the Cardinals. And you're playing, a, you know, on paper, a defense that doesn't look that great. When you dive into it just a little bit, they're going to be tough. They have a lot of their starters there, a lot of veterans. We're going to talk about that, get into a friendly debate a little bit later on about how we think Jerry Judy is going to do as the X receiver. Are the Cardinals a little bit inflated, if you will, in terms of statistics or inflated, uh, depending on how you look at Vance Joseph is coming back. Drake, I love what you're what you're talking about here because we've been begging for a spark. Marlon Mack was definitely a spark along with the offensive line. It's great to see the big boys operate in space out there. But when you just pound the rock, pound, pound, pound with Latavius Murray, and then you get a jolt 
like that from a back like Marlon Mack. It, it was welcoming. It felt familiar. If you're a member of Broncos country, you're used to running backs trying to chunk off long runs or screen plays, things of that nature. So I uh, was super pumped to see Marlon Mack. You're going to see a lot of him because the current back situation is basically those two, Latavius Murray and Marlon Mack. You've got Chase Edmonds on IR. You've got Mike Boone going back on IR. You can read all about that at MHH.com. Uh <laughs> IR, right, Nick? Here we go, man. The IR, baby. It's still sticking around here in Broncos country. IR, freaking tired of it. That's uh, the Andrew Lampy. Not tired of Andrew Lampy. Evening, not really football questions, but can you die from lactic acid? Uh, not waiting for New Year. <laughs> He's got heartburn watching the Broncos, and I feel yeah. you, Andrew. I absolutely feel you. It's disgusting, especially when they get so close against the Chiefs like that. Um, man, it. You know, players get up in the microphone and we make fun of them, at least I do, for speaking in cliches. But it really did come down to a few different plays. Uh, mm-hmm. Some third down opportunities, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Uh, I loved it. You saw inspired football out there. I, I think that the defense needed that. Uh, four weeks is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot for the fan base. It's a lot for the players. These are guys who have to work and sacrifice so much just to get out there on that football field. So it was great to see something new, but it was still a heartbreaker. I think it scared the Chiefs just a little bit, and that worries me for what's going to happen in two weeks because the Chiefs could be playing for something. They could be playing for playoff spot, you know, and that home field advantage. This game isn't going to be meaningless against the Chiefs. So I do think they have a little bit more respect for the Denver Broncos, even though 14-0 Chiefs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One game closer to ending that streak, though. Uh, Dylan Von Ark's coming in, <laughs> Sup Broncos Country. Make sure you guys hit that like button on the way in. Share and subscribe if you haven't already. Mike S. is in the house with Sup Broncos Country. If Wilson doesn't play, better chance Broncos lose this game. We'll talk about that here soon. Diamond Rattler coming in and saying no reason to risk further injury on a lost season. We also got Jay hmm. Kozad in the house saying I'd rather Russell not play to play another day, but people are trying to save their jobs, and I'm sure Russell will want to play. Does he? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Whoever pulled it up. Um, 
yeah, we'll see. And we got Phil McLaughlin coming in saying evening, Nick Luke and Deacon Scott starting to read a lot of comments that Hackett is 50, 50 on another season. Any thoughts? Hashtag go Broncos hashtag MHH for life. Thank you so much for the support, uh, Phil and Andrew Lampy. We appreciate you guys coming to the stars over and on Facebook and supporting MHH and your guys at MHI. Uh, from what I've heard, it's things are before it was, there's no way Hackett's back now. It's so you're saying there's a chance. I think the Broncos have to play well, uh, down the stretch if that's going to happen. But if they finish the year two and two and look good or three and one and look good, it's possible. I mean, you can already see the narrative being written now. And part of it is if the, let's say this ownership group wants to move a new direction, it's pretty hard to move a new direction where you're constantly jostling. Okay. We have a holdover head coach, but a new GM holdover GM, new head coach. You could just rip the bandaid off both of them in 2023. If next year doesn't live up to expectation and the quarterback position. Uh, so definitely I, I wouldn't do it, but it does seem like there's some sort of momentum there. Yeah, there's some smoke. You're exactly right. I feel the same way. I would have said no chance a few weeks ago. Uh, they're still on a five-game winning or losing streak, rather. Haven't won on American soil since September. I'm going to continue to say that every week until they do, hoping they'll understand the significance of that. Uh, it's Yeah, it's definitely a possibility Nathaniel Hackett is back. I don't think it's likely. I think it's the giving time of year. I think people want to feel warm and cozy, and nobody wants to make Nathaniel Hackett feel any worse than he already is in that building. I can't imagine how awkward it is anytime him and George Payton have to have a discussion, um, knowing that, look, this guy's probably not going to be here, but we are professionals in this building we truly are trying to win week to week remember george payton is a scout folks he's a scout first almost before gm now whether or not that's correct you tell me but scouts look for the short-term goals and then the long-term goals the short-term goal is to beat the arizona cardinals who are coming in at four and nine having just lost to mac jones and the patriots and kind of an ugly football game if we're being honest uh kyler murray out so what are you going to do, Broncos country? Are you going to get this win? It's one of two home games remaining, Nick. And look, the fan base, I didn't think they were going to show up. I'm, I was wrong against the Chiefs, man. I think only 2,600 no-shows, around 2,700 no-shows against Kansas City last week. Uh, it tells me the fan base is still curious. The fan base is still engaged. And if Russell Wilson and the Broncos could have come that close to beating the Chiefs, surely they're wondering if they should show up and probably will uh, yeah. against the Cardinals this Sunday. Yep. Michaela Israel coming in. Luke, you didn't tell me you had a snowstorm. She says, hey, Broncos country, the blizzard has been crazy, but today was calm and we are staying warm and safe out there. Well, good. Christmas, little white Christmas coming in there. Hopefully everybody's staying safe out there on those mountain roads as well. Can be a little hazardous. Uh, but you never yeah, know. Michaela, where Michaela's at, her family, she had shared with me, they're out in Sterling, man. So mm -hmm. their amount of snow, they had blizzard conditions. I woke up, schools were canceled. You get the alert. Over where we were, it was a light dusting, but... That's Broncos country, right? And even in your area, wherever you guys are, I mean, one little spot of weather here doesn't mean it's spot of weather there. But when it happens and it dumps, saw some ring footage and stuff like that, snow drifts and shutting towns down. It's starting mm. to be that kind of year. And I know mm. spring in the in the Mile High City is definitely uh, snow month and snow territory. Diamond Rattler coming in here real quick, and we're going to get to injury updates. We're going to get to Russell Wilson. We're going to get to the Arizona Cardinals. So hang on with us. Diamond, Muti, Natani Muti chose to leave, but I thought all players supported Hackett. Nick, you and Scott had a show going on. I was watching that show the other morning, and Mama Moody, well, she was putting out some cryptic tweets, not tweets, comments, if you will, and definitely raised some out eyebrows. And then just, what, hours later, Natani Moody was claimed by the Las Vegas Raiders 
off of the Denver Broncos practice squad. What was your reaction? What is your reaction? I should say it's still pretty raw. So yeah, the Raiders signed him off the Broncos practice squad. Apparently the Broncos tried to elevate him and give him a contract as well, but he chose the offer. The Raiders signed him prior to that. And I don't blame him one bit. Uh, We saw what Luke Wattenberg looked like out there. We saw what Quinn Bailey looked like out there. They weren't giving him much of a path until they felt forced to it. Uh, And he looked better out there than either of those guys by a long shot. So uh, this regime obviously doesn't value him as much. And uh, he's off elsewhere. Now he is was a practice squad player, but people could have signed him all season. He had a good game against Chris Jones, and now the Raiders took him. I don't think it's going to be, you know, sink the franchise going forward, but it sucks because he was a young 20, I think 20, 23 year old guard with some intriguing tools. Uh, so it is, it's definitely a bummer. Uh, but thank you, Robert, saying good exp- explanation for the Moody's move. It's definitely a bummer, especially because we're in the evaluation time of the season and maybe he could be an answer for you at left guard with Dalton Reisner set to hit free agency. But now we probably will never know. Um, so he's a Raider yeah. now and I don't, I'm not wishing him ill will at all, even though I do for most Raiders. I hope he plays great. In every <laughs> single loss. Uh, yeah. I'm not worried about it. He's not going to be pancaking DJ Jones anytime soon next year. If that's even the situation, you don't know if he's going to be on the Raiders, if he's going to come back, players tend to come full circle, especially in this franchise here with the Broncos. So you never know. Um, I will say this. I was disappointed just like everybody else. I wasn't disappointed to the level of I'm calling for George Payton's job because of a practice squad, offensive lineman getting claimed. Uh, that's not it. I'm disappointed because I feel like Butch Berry is out of control. He's out of touch. He's the guy that's kind of putting these these lineups together, if you will. But Nathaniel Hackett's signing off on it. Now, Nathaniel Hackett has bigger fish to fry than constantly worrying about Butch Berry. But it's not a fit. We've both talked about that since training camp and those rumblings that we both heard. Um, we got to get this guy out of here. He does not fit with this offensive line unit. I don't think it's a good style fit. And these are tough guys. These are, these are big, tough guys. I know they're not the tough Mark Schlereth guys that could get dog cussed by Alex Gibbs, but these are guys that can take coaching. They can get yelled at a little bit, but when it's constant, man, that's a problem. So I was super disappointed that we lost Moody. I'm excited that he's going to get an opportunity. The good news is you don't face the Raiders. (laughs) So you can truly try to watch Moody. I don't know what number he's wearing, um, but we do wish the Moody family well, specifically his mother, who has always been a supporter of us here at MHH. Yeah, and Moody could have been an option at left guard uh, coming into this week because we found out some injury news today about the Broncos at left guard. And uh, who knows now? So we got the vi- a video here uh, talking about from Nathaniel Hackett today, uh, pulling up from the injury uh, results while Scott works on that. And, you know, the injury list is unfortunate. It's a little bit early still, but uh, we'll see how it comes out later on. But let's hear what Nathaniel Hackett had to say. I'll click on it. Report Jacob Martin, he has a knee, he'll be placed on IR. His season will be done for the year. Cortland Sutton has a hamstring, he will not participate. Kendall Hinton has a hamstring, he will not participate. Russell Wilson has a concussion and uh, he'll be in the protocol, so he won't participate. He'll be uh, working through it with his increased physical activity as we move forward. Draymond Jones has a hip, he will not participate. Andrew Beck, hamstring, he'll be limited. Dakota Allen, hamstring limited. K1 with his wrist and knee limited. Brandon, his quad limited. Dalton Reisner, shoulder limited. Kareem Jackson, as we know, he's getting older, so he'll be limited. Um, Jacob, uh, Bob and Moyer, he'll be full. And DJ Jones with his shoulder will be full. 
With where Russ is in the protocol, how optimistic, one way or the other, are you for Sunday? We're taking it day by day. Uh, in the end, his, his safety is what matters most to us. Uh, we we want to be sure that we're taking care of him and all his well-being, and uh, we're doing what's right for Russell. Uh, it always starts right away with the medical department. We've got a really good medical department, the independent neurologists. Uh, we're going to be sure we're in constant communication with them. He's being monitored by everybody, and, uh, and we'll go from there. We'll talk with him, and it'll be an organizational decision. How involved will he be in meetings and with game planning, et cetera, uh, as he's working his way back? He'll be involved. From a, from a football perspective specifically, do you need him to practice this week in order to play, or could he go this week without practicing and then play? I mean, we're taking it day by day. We're, we're going to see how everything plays out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shout out to the media moguls out there asking some good questions. Uh, three guys we know very well, obviously. Um, Nick, let's let's just start really early. Dalton Reisner coming back to practice. That's good. But let's talk Russell Wilson because you and I were texting during the game. Shocker, I know. Uh, but man, that was a that was a scene that everyone hated to see. I was very bothered by it because that look of the lights are on and no one is home after Russ hit his head. That was bizarre. I went back and rewatched it a few different times. And one, I'm confused why they let him walk off the field. First of all, uh, it used to be fire EMS, EMT, all that stuff. And I'm thinking, man, if the, you're worried about a potential C-spine injury, head injury, things of these natures, like, no, you don't want to freak everybody out. But the player safety is number one. Uh, I was surprised to see him walk off. I was surprised to see him try to come back on. It was just a bad, bad situation. I was hoping his kids didn't see it. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things, man. When you sign up for the NFL, you know that these things could potentially happen, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, it's uh, it was unfortunate that it happened. Um, you know, if he didn't put his body in the line like that, let's say he dove feet first right before the the sticks, you know, people would be killing him for yep. that. They'd come up with a you know no tackle Teddy nickname for him. Uh, so he did what he should have done, and knowing the risks of the game, uh, and we'll see how it plays out. I feel like. I don't know. It's such a hard situation because it's the long-term health and it's a head injury and yes. we are not, you know, experts in that by any means and also not evaluating him. So ideally for his overall health, I would prefer him to be as safe as possible and probably sit out this week. I feel like Russ is probably going to have a different opinion on that. I mean, he's going to say that he's good to go if he can, if he passes. And obviously this is a coaching staff that they, they have to have this win uh, if they're going to have any chance of coming back. So We'll see what happens. I think my gut says to think long-term, save him, protect him. But if he's cleared through concussion protocol and he wants to go, I mean, who am I to say that he shouldn't go? 
Yeah, that's just it. It's a tough, it's a tough position, right? To as analysts to be talking about a guy's health and whether or not he should or shouldn't play. Russell Wilson to me just proved what I needed to find out was that he is still willing to take those chances. He is willing to put himself out there. He's not just going to be the walking cliche because he did that. Um, no, it wasn't a dirty hit by Frank Clark or anything like that. It was the ground that actually caused the concussion. If we are speculating it to be a concussion, which has been said, we don't know what level, which tier, those sorts of things are, are really um, unknown, but yeah, I, my dad had texted me right away saying, man, that was ugly. I, I hope, maybe he considers retirement. Maybe you go right off and, and enjoy the rest of your life. I don't think that's going to happen, but you wonder long-term about these guys. He's a father. He's a husband. He's a friend. He's a you know brother. He's a human being just like any of us, and you want to wish him well. So I do respect that Nathaniel Hackett came out there and said, look, Russ's safety is our number one priority, but yeah. you do look towards the next game and you start to wonder, hey, is Russ going to play this week? And so Got to head on over to good old at Mike Cliss, and you can find out all those updates. Mike said right away that he was stretching with the team, kind of giving some quick little um, observations, if you will. His old former teammate in Seattle, Freddie Swain, is wearing number 86. He's practicing with the team today. You might even see him against the Cardinals. But it was a non-team participation if you will, with Russell Wilson today. Uh, very, very limited, if you want to even call it that. The official is did not practice as he is in the concussion protocol. Yeah, they uh, we'll see. He's in protocol, and uh, they're going to go through the proper procedures, and as Hackett said, take it day by day. My conservative instinct, considering where the season is at right now, is that you don't play him, but I don't think it's as easy as not playing him. He's probably feeling good uh, <laughs> relatively yeah. after having one right. of the better, better games uh, yeah. this season. And there seems to be some belief back in him in Dove Valley and uh, in the fan base. So we'll see what happens here. It's again, day by day. Uh, but let's say hello to some other people coming in here before we look into some of these other injuries and start to break down this matchup. Ernie Mays, the one and only. Good to Our see guy. you. We also got Toen coming in here saying hello, Nick, Luke, and Scott, and hello, Broncos country. Tom, Mark, that's Mark. What's up, Tom? Tom? Appreciate you, buddy. Tom Van Tile, Toil. Good to see you. TVT. Like that. Uh, howdy, Nick and Luke and Scott in Broncos country from Mark Lindemode. Awesome to see you. We so got Mark. Mike Woodward, our guy. Evening, everyone. Dom's in here saying, what's good, Luke, Nick, and Scott in Broncos country? Tim Wentz, the one and only Tim Wentz. Good to see you, Tim. Uh, Nick, where's the hat? It's somewhere. I <laughs> I don't know. Tim sent me a, his hat of his law firm uh, about a year mm. ago now. So uh, it's definitely somewhere. Obviously, I like my hats um, coming in here. We got <laughs> Trevor Sandal coming in. Evening, fellas. Always good to see you, Trevor. Uh, there you go, we... Trev. Who said that? Which Bronco said that? There you go, Trev. In, in regards to Trevor Simeon, it was like a quick soundbite after a game. Former Super Bowl 50, well, not former, Super Bowl 50 champion on the defense in that voice. Can you I guess? Boom. Bingo. Right away. There you go. I see you, Trev. Our guy, Greg Smith, always supporting us here on MHI. Thank you, Greg. Good to see you, buddy. Is that the Tlaib jersey right there? That Greg is, is rocking. Is. Yeah, perfect timing, Greg. Absolutely love it. Thanks, Scott. Um, I would like to see Russell Wilson play if he is, in fact, cleared by doctors. I understand waiting for one week, and I think that argument can be made, and I'm not going to fight against it at all. This is about a player's health, and this is about an investment. You've got a quarter billion dollar of, of uh, contract coming to Russell Wilson, and you want to know if if he can say stay healthy. The only way to know is by not playing him after this concussion. Um, I think you have to play him for 
the rest of this team to continue to get a fair evaluation of where you're going to be at this offseason. There are so many needs on this team, Nick, as you know. It, this draft is going to make or break George Payton, and you start to see some players getting the the – the proverbial axe, if you will. McTelvin Ajim, who's one of my guys down in the Shrine game, caught yesterday. You can read about that at MHH.com. Freddie Swain, did see him at the same Shrine game. He was signed, super pumped that he is back. Um, not back, but I'm super pumped that he's with the Broncos. Uh, I think that might have been a Russell Wilson nod, if you will. Uh, but there's one good story about IR today. Randy Gregory came off of it, Nick. That's right. Yeah. Randy Gregory... Coach Hackett said, quote, I'm hopeful that he'll play on Sunday, end quote. Now, this is after he was just activated on IR. That edge position, man, it's it's thin. Uh, the Broncos need Randy Gregory out there. I don't think he's going to play. I could be completely wrong. There have been times where I said Judy's gonna not going to play, and then there he is. Cortland Sutton's going to play, and then he doesn't. What do you think about Randy Gregory returning off of IR, specifically probabilities facing the Cardinals on Sunday? He just has such an extensive injury history that I would be probably stay uh, keep him on the injured reserve list uh, just because a uh, again the injury history. Also, you have reps for young guys who need reps in an evaluation period. It's not like he's going to need to get reps to learn the scheme or get chemistry with those guys out there. It's not like the same conversation for me as a Russell Wilson in that offense where they're looking to get traction. Defense has traction. It's more about staying healthy uh, for next season. So it's not about, you know, fitting in the scheme or whatever. So yeah. this to me, I'd keep him on IR. And as Chase Walner comes in and says evening, I wouldn't hate to see Gregory stay on the shelf. I'm with you. Yep. I'd be conservative with that. I want to see more reps. And other news, Jacob Martin goes on IR today uh, for the season. Yeah. So that's another one. You don't have many edge rush bodies out there. Maybe he's out there by necessity. I'd rather not. Uh, but mm -mm. it's certainly a conversation. And Diamond, you can't have Nick Benito play all the snaps. Why, Nick? Right away. Why can't you have Nick Benito play all the snaps? Number one glaring reason. Uh, no edge rusher plays all the snaps. That, and he can't set the edge against the run at all. I mean, you thought it was bad when Bradley Chubb went away. Put on Nick Benito, Phil. Just like, I, I respect the pass rush development skills of Nick Benito. Still scratching my head on that pick a little bit. I hope it works out. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Uh, but you need a powerful body to set that edge against the run. And you've got James Conner, who is used a lot out of the backfield as a receiver. Um, sometimes those short passes, Nick, as you know, uh, the quarterbacks like to use as runs substitutions for runs if you will swing passes texas routes things like that um so nick benito he needs to get some reps in there he needs to improve i see why diamond rattler and broncos country want to see more of him for sure but you've got to get guys back ton wants to see gregory play he's happy that he's off as we all are um but yeah it's going to be tough it's I know it's the Cardinals. I know Kyler Murray tore his what ACL on the very first snap of the offensive series. And uh, man, so. that was horrible. That was absolutely horrible. Anytime Kyler Murray's not in the league, it's a it's a worse league. And anytime you don't have these franchise athlete superstars available. So that means Colt McCoy will be leading the four and nine Arizona Cardinals into Denver to take on your three and ten Denver Broncos. What do you think of the initial matchup? Cardinals versus Broncos. We don't know about the status of Wilson. Talk to me about Colt McCoy in this offense. Well, real quick, want to say hello to Gary Leeds Palmer coming in with the flashing yellow on us here, saying good GLP. evening, Nick, Luke, and Scott in Broncos country. Good to see Buddy. you, Gary. Hope you're doing well. Hope this holiday season is treating you well so far. And uh, as far as the Cardinals, this is a 
pretty poor defense. Uh, they are one of the blitz happiest defenses in the NFL. They take the ball away at a good rate because of that pressure packages, but they also give up a heck load of points. I mean, they're number one in, in the NFL in <laughs> yards and points. I mean, offensive yardage a little bit overrated, but points, they're dead last in the NFL and giving up points per game. If you take away turnovers in terms of EPA per play, they have the worst defense in the NFL. The turnovers do save them a bit, obviously, but they're, they're a really bad unit. They're not good at getting after the pass rusher unless they blitz, and they're not good at covering. Uh, they just got rid of their number one boundary cornerback in Tavon Mullen. They waived him because if he would have played, I think it was two more snaps, he would have qualified for a certain threshold where they would be sending the Raiders a six-round pick instead of a seven. The, the Cardinals said, you know what? We'd rather keep that six and send you a seven. So they waived one of their best boundary cornerbacks and just an overall very poor defense. They have some pieces on the defense. They've invested in uh, in the defense, but not at the primary value positions. Boundary cornerback, edge rusher, let Chandler Jones walk. I mean, this is this is a pretty damn poor defense. I beg to diff disagree, Nick, and that's what we do here on MHI. And I loved it when you called me out on Twitter today because we love to have these debates. They're a lot of fun. Look, you're right. This is not a great defense by any measure, any means, any metric. Um, Vance Joseph is heading it. I do think Vance Joseph will get another chance to head coach in the NFL. Uh, but this is a defense, as you mentioned, a lot of turnovers, 15 interceptions. They do lead the league in scoring points off of those turnovers, two fumble recoveries for touchdowns and three interceptions. Um Look, they've got a lot of starters on there, a lot of veterans, but people are starting to wonder, when are you going to turn it on? Uh, Isaiah Simmons was a guy I was super high on. I still like watching him play, but at the linebacker position, he has got to produce more. I like the turnovers that these Cardinals produce, though, Nick. I mean, Isaiah Simmons, mm -hmm. two forced fumbles, two picks. Xavier Collins, a fourth fumble and a pick, both for touchdowns. Um, so you've got a, a defense that likes to get after the ball. Here's where I disagree with you. It's a bad defense, but this Broncos offense, we have no clue what the hell it is. With Russ, we think it's competitive. With Brett Rippon, we're not quite sure. That offensive line, it's atrocious. And some guy named J.J. Watt is going to be playing at that left defensive end position. That's going to be really, really rude awakening uh, for the Broncos offensive line. Butch Berry, good thing he doesn't have any hair to pull out because – this Oof. walk guy is going to definitely he, this walk guy is definitely going to ruin this game. Uh, the only break the Broncos do have. I saw that Zach Allen is out today on the Cardinals injury report. He can get after guys, too. But then you got a nose guard, Nick, who I didn't even hear of. Uh, Lakai Fotu. I mean, 13 games, five starts, two QB hits. Not a lot there, but you've got a suspect defense and a completely unknown Broncos offense. Lakai Fotu, yeah, nose tackle from Utah, if I uh, remember correctly, coming out there. I think he was at the Senior Bowl uh, when he came out. But, yeah, this is a Cardinals team where they've invested highly in a player they still don't really know what they're doing with, and Isaiah Simmons uh, mm -hmm. sometimes struggles in the box as far as his run fit goes. I always thought he was going to be a better slot nickel kind of player where he can blitz from that one or play in space and use his length and leverage versus having to process in the box and – they haven't used him that way, so we'll see if the next contractor, if he goes elsewhere and plays in a different spot. Zayvon Collins has incredible length uh, as well, but you know Russell Wilson. It's it's a cliche and kind of a caveat, but at this point, but uh, he doesn't really utilize the short middle of the field that much. Well, 
don't have to worry about that, I guess, because Isaiah Simmons and Zavins Collins length kind of negate that anyway. So looking to bombs away on the boundary, take advantage of it. You got to watch out for Buda Baker. He's their best mm. player on their defense right now. Versatile guy. Uh, they also have Byron Murphy, who's a pretty good cornerback, although he lacks, lacks size. But after moving on from Mullen, with Zach Allen being hurt, the, the amount of points that they give up, I mean, this is a chance for Jerry Judy not to replicate last week, but he's going to have a chance to be open and, heck, make him the first read on every play because uh, half the time he's going to be wide open. Mm, at that X position, and it was something I was debating with Thomas Hall, host, or host of the Legends of Mile High podcast on every Friday morning. Uh, I was telling him, look, man, I, I'm worried this week, Judy at the X. I'm not so sure. He sometimes lacks that size. He's not that traditional position for an X receiver. But then, yeah, you look at what's going on with the Cardinals defense. Byron Murphy's coming. He's questionable. He's coming off of a back injury. He's been a little bit banged up. Marco Wilson, he had that weird stinger on Monday Night Football and was put in the in the medical tent. And we don't know if he's going to play. They're saying he's okay, but he is listed as questionable. Jalen Thompson, he's a serviceable, strong safety. I'm not going to say he's great because Buda Baker absolutely shines back there. But you don't know who's going to be throwing the ball. I mean, if it's Russ... Let it rip, baby. It's the league. But if it's Brett Rippon, we know that he's lacking a little bit of that mustard. You wonder if he's going to be able to get the ball to his receivers down the field on those long go routes. Uh, or, or are we going to try to get in the middle of the field and test Isaiah Simmons? Or are we going to try to utilize some of our tight ends? Are we going to use the running game? How do we play with Brett Rippon if he's, in fact, going to be the quarterback? And there's so many unknowns. It's really, really hard to project how this game is going to go. Now, Colt McCoy, not impressed. I've never been impressed with Colt McCoy. Uh, I don't think he's the worst thing in the world, but he's just a guy. He's just another guy. Um, James Conner is an absolute problem. <laughs> he's an absolute problem. The Broncos had a huge problem with some guy named Isaiah Pacheco that you and I both said, watch out for last week, Broncos country. You're going to get used to this guy. And uh, that was just in the first game. Imagine what Isaiah Pacheco is going to do in the next game. So James Conner, he's definitely got me worried, at least on the offensive side of the ball um, for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting player for them. Uh, I just, again, I don't think this is a very good Cardinals team. And one thing I will say that we can, we probably both watched, obviously, the Monday night game. We watched the Broncos this week. One team looked like they have quit and given up on their coach and are ready to end the season. Another team fought back and gave hell uh, to probably mm -hmm. the Super Bowl champion right now. I think this this late in the season for two teams that are obviously not playing for anything but pride at this point, how bad do you want to be there? I think this Denver team, most of these guys want to be there. Uh, right now, I think they a lot of them do like uh, Hackett still and are especially the defensive guys like uh, Ishiro Evero. So I think this Bronco, this is a game, even if you have Rippin back there, as long as you are not uh, leading to stupid turnovers, I think this is a game Broncos can win this one. Yeah, and I think players liking Brett Rippon and respecting Brett Rippon does a lot. Um, I think Brett Rippon, we've seen over his career here in Denver that he's gained confidence each year. Something I wrote about during training camp. I'm like, hey, he looks different with Russell Wilson. Um, he looks more competitive. He looks like he's tried to fine-tune some of his mechanics, which is ironic because Russ has trouble setting his feet right now. And uh, his mechanics are driving everyone absolutely bonkers, including himself, I'm sure. But yeah, this this is should be a competitive game. I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I wonder how exciting it's going to be. It's a home game. You've always got to get up for the home game here in Broncos country a week before Christmas, and then you go out and play the Rams on Christmas Day. It's just hard for the fan base to know 
what to expect are we is this a backup quarterback battle is it going to be one backup quarterback against russ what happens if the cardinals beat the broncos led by quarterback russell wilson instead of brett ripon all these ifs but there are so many more player evaluations that need to happen um this is one of the reasons nathaniel hackett's still here it's one of the reasons why i say he's uh, definitely in the running to stay next year. It's a possibility, if you will, because he's keeping this team together, Nick. Like you said, you, Cliff K- Kingsbury, those guys ready to roll over on him at a moment's notice because they see this franchise quarterback screaming and yelling. Uh, Mac Jones does a bunch of screaming and yelling of his own, and then somehow him and Matt Patricia are best friends. It's all weird. absolutely can't stand it. But the point is, Nathaniel Hackett's keeping his guys together. Cliff Kingsbury, we have to wonder. Yeah, and... You also have to wonder about the distractions. Not only is Cliff Kingsbury Kingsbury going to be here next year for this team, are they ready to move on? Are they tuning out on him? But there's questions now at the front office uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. News came out today, not too long before the show, that uh, yeah. Steve Time, uh, the off the general manager, who's definitely on the hot seat, even though they gave him a new contract uh, and the head coach before the season started, and Kyler Murray. Uh, but Steve Kime stepping away due to health reasons. Now it's a general manager. How much is that going to impact a team? I think one that was you know focused on the season and had strong leadership in the locker room in terms of coaching staff and everything probably wouldn't be much of a factor, but it's just like one more thing on top of Kyler Murray being out this team, not being very good. It's just feels like they're kind of imploding on themselves. And I know that's, you know, those in glass houses shouldn't cast stones, which for the Broncos right now, definitely feels like we might be somewhat, but another (laughs) this team that's in some serious disarray uh, right now. And feels like the Broncos are building on something, had some belief out of this last game. Cardinals, man, I think they're ready to call it a season. Yeah, is it a wrap for the Arizona Cardinals or do the Denver Broncos press on? That's the big question here on MHI. Phil McLaughlin weighing in. Colt McCoy will throw interceptions when under pressure. I'm thinking at least two picks. Uh, I could be completely realistic. I would say look at the other end of that, too, if you're Brett Rippon. Maybe, you know, an interception there. I get that Russ threw a pick six last week. This is a team that you don't want to throw that pick six to. Again, they love to score points on defense. They love to get those turnovers. Vance Joseph loves the blitz, as you mentioned earlier. He likes to turn up the pressure. So if you're Brett Rippon, if you're Russell Wilson, the one thing you should know is that you've got to get rid of the ball early, whether that means throwing it away, whether that means setting your feet, whether that means cutting an extra step during your drop you have got to find a way to get rid of it and then you've got freaking watt who's just made a career jj watt out of pass deflections and batted balls and all kinds of weird stuff i mean it had been four straight games mac jones hadn't thrown an interception and then it was a pass deflection and a cardinals defender got it last monday night and it was like man here we go you know shades of shelby harris all over again with those pass deflections so colt mccoy i could definitely see him turning the ball over maybe justin simmons grabs another pick he did tie justin simmons steve atwater of ninth career highest uh interception rate here with the denver broncos in franchise history i wrote about that on mhh.com and um mark kisla had a really good sit down of the denver post with steve atwater and justin simmons and both talked about their special relationship and nick it was weird when i was doing the quick little math 27 year age difference between steve atwater and justin simmons a very fitting number that is a very fitting number yeah that's uh that's interesting no doubt and you Touch on something with the the offense and Russell Wilson and how they have to engage with that blitz. Uh, this is one where Russell Wilson, I know that he's looking for the home run all the time. If they're sending pressure, A, you need to identify it pre-snap. And yeah. also, you need to know where your hot read is. Uh, just a general rule of thumb is if somebody is blitzing that area where they are coming from, 
is going to be open. There's going to be space. You know, that guy's vacating an area if you are blitzing. That's where your eyes should go, not running away from him. Look where that guy just came from, because if you have a read anywhere around there, that's a space uh, to, to target on the field. The other one here is the quick game. If they are blitzing, Jerry Judy on a slant, Jerry Judy on a quick out, Jerry Judy on a crosser. I mean, the quick ones, uh, a hitch. I mean, those should be there for the taking. Uh, now, Russell Wilson, historically, and especially this year, the quick game has been off. Uh, I think I saw a graphic where like EPA gained uh, for areas of the field where the quarterback is targeted, you know, sacks, uh, scrambles, zero to, 10, zero to nine yards, 10 to 19, et cetera, et cetera. And like Russell Wilson almost has like zero EPA gained this season. <laughs> on zero to nine yards, which is Jesus wild. Um, and part of that's because, you know, he's not really accurate with the short game, not really targeting the short game, et cetera, et cetera. If they're blitzing you, you better be able to figure out how to work that out there. Give your offensive line a chance in that regard. We know that they're not very good, but you got to be better in the quick game and identifying those matchups pre-snap and making them pay for when they do blitz. And as a quarterback, look, I know you've got to have confidence in your offensive line, but how self-aware are you, Russ, if you do play? You just hit, took a concussion, man. How many times do you want to get put on your back against the Cardinals? How many times do you want to get hit? Um, again, that's not only a question for Russell Wilson. That's a question for the team. That's a question for the doctors, people other than us. Uh, Jeff Noyce coming in saying, I would love to see Nick's guy, Josie the Outlaw Jewel, get another interception. Man, this guy. I will tell you one thing, Nick. I'm not worried about James Conner being covered uh, in this passing game because between Alex Singleton's play right now and Josie Jules, I love those two on the field. Uh, yeah. Mark Schlereth said it best, I think, a few weeks ago when he's like, look, these guys aren't going to win like a 40-yard dash contest or you know anything like that, but they're damn good football players. And they just keep their heads down. They keep working. They trust their process. And I'd love to see Alex Singleton back for another season. I I really would. I know that things are put on hold right now with the contracts and everything like that. But let's play devil's advocate real quick. You're a player for the Denver Broncos. You're Dalton Reisner. You'd love Draymond Jones. You would like another contract. And, well, your ownership team came out today and said, well, we're going to dump 100 mil into the stadium and give it a facelift. That would probably bother me a little bit before the Christmas season. I'm not going to lie. You've got those guys already probably a little irked. You know Dalton Reisner's irked uh, based off of what he said on air and on record. Uh, Makes you wonder just a little bit about guys, and they're not shutting it down, but I do wonder where their heads are at a little bit. Dalton Reisner coming off of an injury, um, been the most consistent offensive lineman. Draymond Jones, an absolute dog, still fighting. So uh, would love to see some guys come back, but we really don't know until the Broncos ownership actually opens up the checkbook for players, not just the stadium, not just Russell Wilson, but for the rest of your team. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And you made a good point. I mean, those two linebackers for the Broncos overall are having a very good season. I think I saw that Alex Singleton is like one of the top three graded linebackers for pro football focus this season. Wow. Uh, Josie Jewell has been really good. Both guys that, you know, you're not spending huge resources on and you're getting good production. That's, I mean, it's not that linebackers are totally uh, devalued in the game. It's just how teams evaluate them leads them to picking busts as often as they have hits. Uh, linebacker and safety and center, just a caveat to that, are a neck up position. You have to have enough size, enough athleticism, enough movement skills. But after that, um, it's above it's above the shoulders. And teams evaluate these guys based on how big they are, how fast they run. If you're taking the cheese on play action or RPOs or you're bad with your run fits or tackling techniques, I don't give a hoot how big and fast you are. It's not like the defensive line or a wide receiver where those, those traits like play almost no matter what, even if you're not processing as much. Um, 
you have to be able to process. And that's why in the NFL, a lot of the really good centers, linebackers and safeties are ones that are drafted a little bit later on because it's those intangibles. It's the things you can't really put the numbers on uh, that lead to guys being great. Yeah. Are you a football player? Or are you an athlete? That's the constant question headed into the NFL draft. And uh, we've all, especially me, I've been critical of Josie Jewell, but I love this cat, Alex Singleton. I love this cat. I never foresaw me saying, Alex Singleton, I want you to come back for another year. This guy's a dog. Seth Armin, speaking of dogs, our dog, our guy, 1999, very generous super chat. Thank you and happy holidays, Seth. If Brett Rippon plays, how many touchdowns do you expect? Will Brett Rippon be able to recognize the blitz pre-snap and execute off the play? You hope so. Um, that's one thing where, honestly, if you're going up against a blitz-happy team and your offensive line isn't super great, Brett, make the pre uh, the pre line check and find where the pressure is coming, and then make the hot read. Uh, something that Russell Wilson's had struggled with. That's something that might be Brett Ribbon's best attribute. Uh, so definitely yeah. is something I think that you could do uh, get away with in this game, especially given how beaten down the Ra- uh, the Cardinals secondary is, and the fact that they are just such a blitz happy team. Maybe you have a huge coming out party for uh, our guy Greg Dulcich as a tight end, right? <laughs> especially against those blitz packages and those those heavy Vance Joseph pressures that are going to be coming Brett Rippon's way. Um, he's fantastic in his pre-snap reads. It's the arm. It's some of the talent. It's never really been the decision making. That's never been the the bad or the negative on Brett Rippon. It's does he have the tools to consistently play at a high level? That's what we don't know right now. I could foresee Brett Rippon going two touchdowns, one interception, and the Broncos winning a game. Um, I could see a boneheaded interception where I just got done saying he doesn't make bad decisions, but a tipped ball or something like that by by that guy named Watt and, and some defender coming in and grabbing it. Those crazy things sort of happen. I don't see pick six or anything like that. I think the Broncos should still be confident if they roll into the game with Brett Rippon. His fan base likes Brett Rippon, Nick, as you know. I mean, he's, he's like a bad penny. You, you can't get rid of him. He's definitely worth something. You don't throw him away. <laughs> um, but one day the book of Brett Rippon's story with the Denver Broncos will be written. And I want to read it because I want to find out why he has been like the most indispensable guy around there. Not named Brandon McManus. Yeah, he's good. And uh, shout out to uh, Scott here on the back end. Uh, Alex Singleton dropped from number three to number 11 overall with, with uh, at least I think it was 400 snaps. Got a very poor grade against Kansas City, 34.1, dropping him to 11. But still, top 11 linebacker, which he paid almost nothing for, um, is a pretty good return on investment. And, yeah, who doesn't get bad grades against the Chiefs offense? You know what I mean? Like, it's especially if you're a linebacker. I mean, that's the big man. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's a big de- big decision with Pat, right? And I think I saw you uh, on Twitter tweet something out against Pat Mahomes against the Blitz at Nick Kendall MHH, and that's the biggest thing with these franchise quarterbacks, these mega stars. Do you go after them or do you try to play their game? You got to go after them in my book, but be ready to pay. James Moss coming in here. Uh, thank you so much for the support. Five dollar generous super chat, Nick. If there isn't a player we like with our first round pick, uh, James is saying he thinks we trade down or he sees another offensive player on the O-line that we could trade that pick for. What say you? Man, there's just so many scenarios when you're going to be picking, what is it right now, 24 overall, where you want to see the draft looks plays out. This guy's going to get hurt in the valuation. You know, it's still very early in the process. It does seem right now that a lot of the draft media people, those really, you know, digging into the tape, think that this is not a great 
class at the uh, the top, there's probably going to be less first round grades compared to normal seasons. So you're probably not going to have a lot of teams looking to move up from the 40s and 50s up into the 20s, which probably limits the Broncos ability to move at 20 again caveat that it's still early, uh, but we'll see how it plays out. I think that people might not want to hear it, but it is the first round. It's a value position. Let's say you move on from Darby. Uh, you draft a cornerback. Oh, we don't want to use a first round pick on cornerback. Well, now you're paying pennies on compared to the production that you would have. Otherwise, guess what you can do that save use that savings with offensive line that you want. That's more likely to be instant impact. Uh, so I think ideally it's offensive line. It's potentially wide receiver there with that first pick, but you have to have the, evaluation and the talent that matches the draft slot. So uh, we'll see how that plays out in a long way to go. And we'll see where the Broncos pick ends up to. Yeah. You have to evaluate where you want that investment to be. You broke that down perfectly free agency or the draft, (laughs) which one do you want to spend premium dollars on? And I would say that it's got to be somewhat of a mix. I know that's a lame answer, but we're looking at a potential four person replacement on this offensive line. Assuming Garrett Bowles is back. We don't know if Dalton Reisner is going to be retained by the Broncos. Um, Garrett Bowles coming off of injury. I'm sure he can do that. Calvin Anderson. We both like, I like him more as a left tackle. No clue. I We definitely think Butch Berry, at least I do. I'm sure you do. I'm going to speak for you anyway. I do half the time. Uh, he's probably gone. So you're going to figure out a new offensive line uh, unit, a new offensive scheme probably, and then you've got to patch it together. I mean, you can't spend all the money you have on offensive linemen, but – You've got to figure this out. You've got to give this O-line room a facelift, just like the stadium's getting a facelift. you got to get these big guys together and figure out something that's going to work. Uh, if there's no culture in the offensive line room, there's damn sure no culture on the team. The O-line and the D-line pretty much set the tone for the team, and I know they don't give the best press conferences other than Draymond Jones because anytime that guy has a mic, I want to hear it. Like He says what he says. He says what he means, and I absolutely love it. I did want to ask you this completely unrelated football question. It's driving me crazy. The Blue Aviators with Nathaniel Hackett. I I just I can't stand him. I don't know if it's because he was boys with uh, Doug Peterson, right, who wore the Blue Oakleys. I can't stand the Blue Aviators. I'd be okay if they were black, but the Blue? Come on, man. Come on, Nate. I I think they're better Don't than the yellow. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> yellow ones that look like bug bug eyes. Not for me. The blue ones, eh, whatever. Um, we got Clayton coming in, though, saying he's finishing up his work for the year, unless it snows. Hope it doesn't. He says, man, was a hell of a game. He played lights out almost the whole way. Russ came to play, baby. It was yeah. definitely a uh, fun game, interesting game. Uh, it was trending towards one of the most horrific massacres in Mile High we ever saw, 27-0, to like halfway through the second quarter. Josie Jewell gets an interception and momentum changes and the team keeps fighting and you know, you you make it a game. Uh, So we'll be interesting to see if they can build on that momentum going forward. And if this team continues to fight and if they get their uh, quarterback back, you know, we've been critical of Russell Wilson this season, rightfully so he's been playing poor football, not all on him, but you know, if you're the quarterback, you're going to get credit and blame uh, no matter how it falls. And, uh, but that being said, you'd rather have him out there if you want to win the game this week because it's it is a drop off from uh, Russell Wilson to Brett Ribbon. Yeah, and as you were saying that, the one thing that was going on in my head, I was thinking the Broncos weren't the laughing stock this week. Nobody was making jokes about Russell Wilson. Nobody was questioning his why, his want to, his drive. Um, yeah, the Broncos are a bad team. You know, shocker, (laughs) call the press, get the newspapers on it. But 
we didn't hear the same stuff that we've been hearing all week. That's different. And that's refreshing. And that's a reason to watch this game. Uh, look, don't put your Christmas lights up. Don't go to Home Depot. Save that honeydew list. Watch this football game because you might be able to see in real time, just like we saw in real time against the Super Bowl favorites, Pat Mahomes, the best quarterback in the game today. You saw a competitive football team that didn't want to die. It would have been so easy. It might have been arguably the easiest decision for the Broncos to just mail it in one, two, three Cabo. They didn't do that. And I've got to respect them for that. I'm going to give them some praise. No, there's no such thing as a moral victory, but there's reason to feel good. If you're a member of Broncos country about tuning into this game and wanting to find out if you've got some dogs, because you do have some dogs on this football team. You just got to figure out who they are and can they be consistent? Yeah, I I agree with you, and they need to invest in an identity this offseason, no matter what it is. And I'd like it to be a hard-fought offensive rush team, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what the uh, Eagles have done. But uh, that takes probably years to build that offensive line. It's not going to be done in one offseason, but you can start to, you know, break that rock, as they like to say. But, uh, Luke, we got to get your final predictions on this game here before we start Ooh. to wrap it on up. This might be, I mean really unfair for us to ask you for a final game <laughs> prediction at this point, given we don't know what's going to happen with Wilson and this injury report. Uh, but we, we, I guess we can say with or without Wilson, uh, that kind of uh, output. So let's hear first if Brett Rippon is the starter, because Wilson is out. What's, what happens in the game? If Brett Rippon is the starter, Brandon McManus wins the game in overtime, 1916. Uh, it's an ugly game, but it's a competitive game and the Broncos get a win. If Russell Wilson is in the game, I think the Broncos still win the game. And I think it's probably within a touchdown. I would say 17 or 24 to 17 uh, because of that quit factor that you mentioned, Nick. I don't have all the faith in the world in the Broncos offense, and I'm not going to sell you guys on why you should go out there and pick Russell Wilson up as your quarterback this week in fantasy. No, we don't know if he's going to play. His play has been pretty suspect, but I know the guy's got heart, and I know that if he's trying to bust his ass to clear concussion protocol, it's not for nothing. It's because he wants to get out there and show these guys, we can do this. We were this close last week, but damn it, we're going to do it in front of our fans this week. And I'm going to give you guys another reason to believe why you should be here with the Denver Broncos. You got Joel Klatt this morning on the radio wave saying, look, guys don't want to come be the head coach of the Broncos because it sucks there. Uh, It does suck here. You're right. But guys are still going to be lining up. They might not be named Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh, but it's just one of these things for me. There, There's plenty of reason for Broncos country to feel excited. Seven points for Russell Wilson, they win. Three points with Brett Rippon, and they win. Well, like the positivity. Um, so the Broncos win no matter what. We got Clayton coming back in with the stars and support. Thank you so much, Clayton, coming in hot to end the end of the year. Uh, we also got Patrick Wiltsey coming in saying good evening. Good to see you, Patrick. We Thanks, appreciate Patrick. you uh, so much. We also got Grant saying, why does it suck you're talking about the Broncos? Uh, the Broncos are invested in a quarterback that I think a lot of people in the league think is on the wrong side of his career in limited. And you are very much married to with his uh, contract. And maybe, you know, because of how his play style is, you're limited on what you can run offensively on top of having limited salary cap and uh, draft capital this season to turn it around quickly in your image. So it's a tough situation. It's another one why it's like, Maybe it's you stick on Hackett for a year and have a cleaner cut, and it's a more attractive position with more resources and flexibility the year after. But uh, who knows? That's just speculation, but we'll see what happens. You're right, Grant. Defense is 
somewhat stacked. Um, you don't really have a, a, a closer at the edge position right now. You don't have like a top 10 level edge player. And Simmons' play has been up and down this season. But you do have uh, potentially Draymond Jones coming back and Sertan. But Broncos have had a pretty stacked defense for the last six seasons. And it's resulted yeah. in zero playoff appearances. So, well, well, and why does this team suck? Uh, six seasons of losing. You just said six seasons for a different different reason, but I'm gonna bring that up. Six seasons of losing, five straight games lost. That's why it sucks. Uh, but you've you've got a chance to right some of these wrongs. Still, four games left, including this. This is one of two home games left in this season. So, when we're all complaining in the offseason about how much we miss football, let's remember this right now. You know, let's let's remember that conversation rather right now. We've got football in front of us. No, it's not going to get us to the playoffs. That sucks. But you got a guy named Russell Wilson that's almost willing to risk life and limb out there with that head injury. And I want to see it. I want to see how he responds. I also want to see uh, Cardinals Vance Joseph be recognized, introduced with some of those boo birds back at Empower Field. Um, have no ill will towards former head coach Vance Joseph. It's just one of those things. He's given us some memorable sound bites, if you will. I don't think he's like a horrible guy or anything like that. Don't know anything about him, really. But uh, interesting storylines, if you will. And anytime you've got that guy, TJ Watt, in this mix, um, man, JJ Watt, rather JJ Watt. It's that guy's still a freak, even though he's an old man. And speaking of old man, Kareem Jackson's an old man. You do need to upgrade that safety position. Uh, saw this one coming. He's a little long in the tooth. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, got some news here from the Broncos today with the injury front. Maybe we'll see Wilson. Maybe we won't, but one team that is seeming to be fighting still. And one team that seems to be heading down, but Either way, it's going to be a barn burner in Denver this week. So it'll be a lot of fun to see how it plays out. We appreciate you guys so much for joining us today. Make sure you're following Luke and I on Twitter. Luke is at Luke Patterson LP. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at MHI uh, pod and as well as at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you're joining us at Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. And as the ticker says underneath here, make sure you are subscribing, liking, and sharing if you are joining us on YouTube today. We appreciate everyone coming in. We know the end of the year can be a little bit tight with the budget, so everybody coming in and keeping the lights on in here is uh, you know, showing that holiday spirit. You guys are great. We really do appreciate you so much. Uh, but, Luke, what's the rest of your night looking like? And also, I won't see you again until after christmas right so uh happy holidays to you buddy yeah man merry christmas bro appreciate everything you do for me happy holidays nick will be enjoying some time with his family next week so you'll see tom scott and i on mhi um it's the holiday season right that's that's what my life has been i was the guy putting up christmas lights late last weekend don't be that guy i was that guy uh gingerbread house last night i guess we missed national gingerbread day on friday my daughter was pissed she let us know about that uh but no just spend time with with friends family die hard is a christmas movie i'm i'm watching it right now uh, i will always watch it lots of prayers to bruce willis too what a crazy turn that's taken clayton thank you for the happy holidays uh how about you man what's what's uh what's on state for nick kendall and the rest of his wednesday evening i'm gonna cook dinner gonna do some laundry gonna walk the dog gonna go to bed <laughs> pretty boring but that's adulthood man that's uh we're gonna gotta get ready for the rise and grind tomorrow hanging out nope. with scott and uh broncos for breakfast
Well, and you never know what kind of news is going to drop, whose player's mom is going to drop by and, you know, throw down those cryptic tweets. And one thing that's really cool about Broncos for Breakfast, it gives a lot of fans the opportunity to interact with you guys that wouldn't normally be able to based on where they are all over the world. And I absolutely love watching that when I watch you guys. I'd encourage everybody on this stream, uh, check them out in the morning. It's a really cool show. It's a nice way to get your day started. Uh, I know I like to wake up and kind of grab myself a cup of coffee and have it on in the background. Uh, I love to scoff at you, Nick, and I argue with you. Even when you can't hear me, I try not to comment and hijack the show. Uh, but no, you guys do a great job. And again, check that out in the morning because you'll be able to get your voice heard. And even some breaking news has happened on that morning show. Thanks, Kevin. Unbeknownst to us, the host of the show. <laughs> but uh, you guys have a great rest of your night. Um, again, continue to choose compassion and kindness. Happy holidays. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.